This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome. It rained today. It feels like quite a while since I've been able to say that. Here in the UK, first we had the wettest February on record, followed by the driest May, with the most sun. What will June bring? We shall see. But in the meantime, the rain is welcome. Are you a go-out-in-the-rain-or-stay-inside kind of person? Sometimes... If it has been a long time, we like to get out in the rain, don't we? For others, getting our hair wet could be the last thing we want. I know some alpacas like that, but they do their own thing when it rains, and you're not always sure what they're going to do, and you're not always right. They will definitely be indoors today. Mm, I'll put some hay out in the hay rack. Nope, they're out in the field, grazing, apparently loving it. Today the girls stayed in first thing, and are now outside. Some under the trees at the edge of the field, some in the middle of the field. The two families of geese are out in the middle of the field with them. I love that they develop such an understanding. Hissing seems to have its benefits. But they don't have to do so much of that now. Peaceful coexistence. Hmm. We can dream. The rain is welcome to help keep the grass growing. It had started to slow and struggle, except where it was shaded by trees, which are now in full leaf. Plenty to be getting on with, and the rain fueled growth will be a useful addition going into the summer here. Clearly some of the alpacas are grass connoisseurs. Some areas are grazed down to about a millimetre and kept that way. The new growth, sweetness or sharpness, or the equivalent of umami. Who knows? I think I will go with calling it sweet, but maybe that says more about my preferences than theirs. Other areas are left longer and harvested just when they feel like it. And some bits, no thank you. Don't know, they just don't like it. Things like ragwort are more visible just at present, so it's a good time to do a spring clean of your fields and hedgerows, taking out anything that is poisonous. Remember with ragwort you need to loosen the roots before you pull, or a biannual becomes a perennial. Wearing gloves is a good idea too, and a rag fork makes the job easier. Photo link in the show notes. Now we've sheared, it's a bit easier to see who is clearly pregnant, Amelia's career seems to have long legs that push out sideways. She's fairly compact, but even so. She always talks to her babies for days before they arrive. Useful as an early warning system, but doesn't apply to any of the others, unfortunately. She's also pretty vocal when they arrive. Here she is.
In fact, she was the higher-toned, slightly panicked sound. Very protective, she will push herself between me and the Kriya when I try to do anything with them, talking to me all the time with a slightly warning edge. She's a good mum and is grateful to have been sheared. We talked about shearing in the last episode, but I wanted to revisit it briefly. We noticed this year that they all seem to be in good physical condition, which is nice. I never know how much credit to take for that. The winter was not long or even hard, and the grass continued to grow well through the autumn and even into the winter. It all helps them come through to shearing in better shape. Toenails were pretty much self-regulated due to the wider roaming on stony ground. We don't shear for other alpaca owners, but have made a couple of exceptions this year due to the effects of COVID-19 lockdown. These are ones we had previously sold. The animals all approach being sheared slightly differently. Some fight it until you have them restrained, then go quiet. Others will seem fine until you come to shear their legs. Absolutely hate it, some of them. So we try to do them quickly and safely, avoiding the many wrinkles of skin where the front legs meet the body. Approaching from the right angle and not making assumptions is so important. I guess we all have wrinkles in different places, so why not alpacas? One of the revisited alpacas, Hugh, has learnt some choice words while he's been away, and though I don't know the precise translation, he was definitely swearing at me in alpaca. We got him finished and polished, looking smart, but it took a little longer for him to forgive me. I think we eventually got there. Each one is different, and it's helpful to know their temperament and likely reaction to being sheared or handled. Millie the matriarch is one of our prime screamers, as you know. This is her in action. Yes, that was her spitting. Delightful. So, definitely ear defenders and <laughs> uh, a Mac or something. Waterproofs, head to toe. No, we manage. You point ahead in the right direction, it's not too bad. Taking the fleece off is only part of the process, though it tends to be the main focus. How we move, handle and prepare and care for them throughout the whole thing is really important. The fleece is the harvest and needs to be protected and made ready for whatever processing is to come. There are always some more unexpected moments, of course, during shearing. That kick from a usually docile girl? Hmm. Still got the bruise. Having one of the boys spit down your neck when you are almost finished getting the ropes in position. Thank you. Rosslyn with the rubber neck which, for some reason, always makes me think of an octopus. It just moves so easily and quickly, it seems to be everywhere, and it definitely seems like there's more than one. Regularly I will find myself nose-to-nose with Rosslyn as I'm shearing the top end of the body and legs. She lifts up her head to see what I'm up to and have a quick word. She's a sweetie. 
but is also pretty hormonally grumpy with a number of the other older girls at the moment. The other day there was a three-way spitting standoff with Hermione on one side of her and Nona on the other. A subtle standoff, but glad I was not downwind of the all three of them. Rosalind has some lovely colouring at the top end of her neck and top of her head. Light fawn, shading slightly darker. Interestingly, we also noted that as they're getting older, some of the other girls have been developing more phone tendencies at the back of their head and top of their neck. Has anyone else noticed that? As we gathered the harvest, my wife Sue did her magic with sorting the fleece and making the next stage of processing easier. We have quite a few older girls now, so the shorter fleece was not kept, just in case, but consigned to the for composting category. We have enough to be getting on with that we struggle to get to anyway, so the potentially useful, but without clear use, has been filtered out this year. Trying to be sensible. I know, it's hard work, isn't it? Recently, we added some net laundry bags to help clean the fleece. Intended for delicates to go through the washing machine, it seems to work quite well for fleece. Go careful if you're thinking of using your domestic washing machine to clean your fleece, from a felted mass to a machine that grinds to a sorry halt. There are risks. It's possible, depending on your machine, your nerve and your mechanic or repair abilities. You have been warned. But the results can be great too. There is something nice about reaching the end of the shearing season and thinking you can clean up and put away that equipment for another year. Note to self. A better diet and suitable exercise, starting a few months before shearing, should make bending over during shearing slightly easier. I blame COVID comfort eating. Or is that just this year's excuse? We have three more to shear off-farm, and we can metaphorically hang up the shears for this year. Hope your shearing has gone well, or will do shortly. Sorry for the pun. Thanks for being here, and hope to see you again soon. Oh, Thinking of being here, a quick shout-out to some of you I discovered are listening. I was checking the distribution just out of interest and found some surprises. Thank you to our friends in Norway and Finland. Our many friends in the US and Canada. The homegrown listeners in the UK. And my surprise find of a listener in Afghanistan. You are so welcome and so much appreciated. Thank you. Let me know if you want me to cover anything in particular, or just leave things as they are. Usual links in the usual place. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a good day.